Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode. Uh, we've probably encountered some sort of, uh, of time crunch or technical malfunction, and so we are coming to you, uh, the, just the two of us, on a, uh, a special cinematic episode. And today we are discussing- Two of us? What two? So today we are discussing The Meg. Yay, big fishy. And just me and Rob this time. This, um, well, we've mentioned that almost probably doing this a few times on the regular episodes, that this might come out early. There's a holiday coming up. Yes. That this might be falling on. So, uh, The Meg, this, uh, this has been in development, like, for ages. Uh, it's a, been in development since the book was actually published that it's based upon. Yes, yeah, so this is based on Meg, a novel of deep terror, uh, written by basically non-writer Steve Alton. Yeah, he was, um, he was like the floor manager at a meatpacking factory or something like that. And I think he has like a degree in sports medicine. Looking at pictures of him, he kind of does look like a gym teacher. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, like read Jaws and Jurassic Park and thought, I could do that. I, and he was, you say that, you say that, but I think it's just, he saw the movie Jaws and thought, I can write that. Yes. So, uh, it, this is like a, a extremely cheesy pot boiler about the prehistoric shark, uh, the Megalodon. Uh, which survives to the modern day and encounters various, uh, delicious characters. Yeah, the, um, I mostly know of the book because of, I don't even own a television, the podcast that reviews bad books did an episode on the book, which had been, by the point they got to, had been optioned to finally be a movie. It's coming out. But Jason Statham! And the book sounds... Yes. Kind of like how you would imagine a book written by someone who likes shark facts and really liked Jaws the movie, but wanted to make it cheesier. Yes. I mean, th- this has really been in development hell for, yeah, for, for like 20 years. Various names were attached to it. Jan de Bont was attached to it at one point. Um, from Speed and Twister. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Um, CG, that would have been weird. Apparently, at one point, Guillermo del Toro was going to produce it. Ooh, that, that, that's theoretically the best version we never got. But the, you, you could say the best version we never got. Yeah, I have a hard time see, think, em- envisioning Guillermo del Toro's The Meg. Well, it produced, I don't know, maybe there would have been more horrific creatures in the, the ocean under the ocean. Which it is. Yeah, my guess is we'd see like, uh, like Burgess Shale type uh, animals. Yeah, like, like an Anomalocaris or something. Anomalocaris and, um, Hallucinogensia and that kind of shit. Yeah, that, that, that would have been weirder. Yeah. And the Mega Predator just would have been the big shark like this. Actually, when they do go under mm-hmm. the ocean, under the ocean, that's what I was hoping for. But no, we just get a giant squid and some regular fishies. It wasn't weird enough. So uh, instead, this was ended, eventually directed by John Turtletob. Which is a name? Who is a kind of a, a kind of a what? Uh, he's kind of like a longtime journeyman director. Oh, right. like he directed uh, both of those Nicolas Cage National Treasure movies. Oh, I enjoyed them more than I probably should have. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that's pretty okay. Uh, cool Runnings. Uh, it's okay. Uh, well, you were 
while you were sleeping. Uh, dumb uh, phenomenon. Phen- phenomenon. Not that not the Dario Argento movie where Jennifer Connelly is talking to Bugs. Oh yeah, that's the that's one. Phenomena. Yeah, phenomena. Phenomenon is the one where John Travolta gets hit by lightning and becomes like a genius. Um. Okay, I don't think I saw that one. It's pretty decent. Yeah. It's got Brent Spiner in it. Uh, I um, I trying to describe good movie with Brent Spiner is. Straining credulity. Well, I mean, you've got one good Star Trek movie, and um, that first Independence Day is okay. What? There's a good Star Trek: The Next Generation movie. There is. First Contact is good. Uh, compared to the rest, yes. First Contact is a totally decent Star Trek movie, and I might even go go to bat when I, if I was feeling generous for Generations. Um, is that the one with the line lock and load from Data? No, that is Insurrection. Well, that's Insurrection. See, they're just a melange of I don't give a shit. Okay, so Generations is the one where uh, there's uh, Malcolm McDowell and yeah, Kirk's yeah, in it. The, t- the time ribbon, that one is... Uh, oh, okay, I did sort of remember that one. Right. First Contact <laughs> is the one with uh, the Borg and uh, James Cromwell. Uh, yeah, and, and Picard with a gun. Insurrection is the one with... There's like the... the Actually, they're the Youth Planet. Yeah, that one's... And it's got um, F. Murray Abraham as uh, leader of the facelift aliens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're not good. Any, and anyway, back to... Nemesis is the one with... With okay. um, young Tom Hardy as knockoff... Picard clone. Yes. Anyway, from uh, yes. bad Star Trek movies to let's go to bad shark movies. Although this isn't, I I like this movie. This movie is absolutely okay. So we we in the finest tradition of goofy animal attack movies. This has a real international cast. Mm. In our lead, you've got uh, the ever surly Jason Statham. <laughs> yes, the, the man with the bullet shaped head. That is correct. Well, the man was a, uh, uh, like a national diver for, uh, England at one time. Oh! That explains a lot. Well, he's certainly doing a lot of swimming in this movie. Yes, he is. Yes. Uh, you've got, uh, yeah, so it turns out the secret to getting this movie made was Chinese money. Yeah, which I, I mean, I've seen a bunch of movies where Chinese actors and things are kind of wedged into it. From was it started with Iron Man two and a bunch of other shit and, and most of the time it sticks out like a sore thumb that oh here's a Chinese actor who barely does anything and if you take like two snips you could cut them completely out of the movie. This is the first time I've seen like Chinese investor make this sort of for the Chinese audience where it actually works in the plot. Yes, and makes sense. Yeah, this uh, and the actors are good. Yeah, this features uh, Lee Bing Bing, uh, who you may have seen in Transformers Age of Extinction. Again, she probably could have been cut out because I don't remember her. I mean, she's, I mean, she's running around the end of like the last hour of that movie with Stanley Tucci. I guess. Oh, she's like his secretary. Yeah, I completely forgotten she was there. I think she's like head of the Chinese division of his company. Something like There's that. a lot of stuff going on at the end of that movie, and most of it does not make what? sense. It, it's a Transformers movie. There's a lot of stuff going on that doesn't make sense. That's yeah. what they are. They're a collection of stuff going on. 
So anyway, uh, there is like a straight up aqua base. Uh, you've got Lee Bing Bing as like the head scientist on this thing. You've got Winston Chow as her dad, who's like kind of the head of the whole project. Uh, you've got her adorable uh, kid daughter hanging around. Uh, you've got various like technical people. You've got uh, Cliff Curtis playing like the security guy. Uh, so he's okay. he's from New Zealand. He's Maori. He's like in a ton of stuff. Oh, I was like, okay, that guy. I was like seeing him in stuff. Ooh. Uh, I, I didn't recognize that many people in this movie. Uh, you've got uh, Massey Oka as Massey. Oh yeah, Massey Oka, who I from seen uh, the guy from Heroes. Heroes and, yeah, I, he was good Literally in that. Heroes, but that but... show, I have bad memories of that show being boring as fucking, not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't really his fault. Yeah, no, it's not his fault. Ah. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I should make anything of this being a Chinese production where the Japanese guy is the first guy to, to bite it. Well, the first named guy to bite it. Cause I, yes. I think, like, the, the relationship between this movie and the book is only sort of superficial in that big shark, ocean under ocean, um, I think Jason Statham's character's name is the same. He has the same name. I think that might be it. I don't think there's like a undersea lab sea world fucking thingy at all. There's a no, bunch I, of I subs like, underneath and mini subs. I like to call it an aqua world. But I think the um Chinese guy running things, I think, or wait, no. I think Masioka's character's name is like, the friend that Jason Statham's character has in the book. Okay. And he, uh, Statham's character ends up betting his daughter. Okay. So it's it sort of transposed from Japanese to Chinese, which. Yeah. And I think in the book, she, he first met her when she was underage and it's creepy as fuck. It's a weird book. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got Cliff Curtis playing, uh, Mac, who's the security guy. You got Robert Taylor, who's Australian and who's been in like everything. He's playing the doctor. Uh, you've got Paige Kennedy, who was uh, on that show Weeds, who is, I'm not exactly sure if they explain what he does. He is the black guy. Oh, um, no, he's one of the computer guys. I yeah, he's, one of the, he's like the computer guy. And you've got the amazingly named Jax Hurd, uh, as played by Ruby Rose, who is doing some kind of American accent that isn't entirely working. Well, what, what is her normal accent? The fuck? She's she's from Australia. She sounded okay. She is. Oh, yes. I'm. Wait, have I actually seen her vo say anything in a movie before? This may be the first Did time because see... I've seen John Wick too, but she doesn't right, speak. She's, right? No, she's she's like a mute in that. Have you seen Triple uh, X: The Return of Xander Cage? Oh yes, unfortunately I have. I didn't remember. She okay, was well she's that. in that, and she's also Australian. I try not to remember that movie because it was not good. Yeah, you've got, uh, you've got Jonas Taylor's, uh, Jason Statham's ex-wife. And you've got fat Scandinavian guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the wall. Who apparently doesn't really get a name, he's just the wall in the movie. Okay, whatever. Well, the, specifically it's that the kind of wall. movie where you don't really need a name. And of course, we get our, probably the closest thing we have to a villain in the movie who is not a shark. Uh, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen's Rain Wilson. Yeah, isn't he from some comedy TV show or something? Oh yeah, he's, he's Dwight Schrute. 
Oh, okay, sure. On uh, The Office. Oh, The Office, right. I didn't... And if you watch um, Star Trek Discovery, he's the new Harry Mudd. Uh, oh, I could see that working, because he's kind of annoying, just no matter what he's doing. Like, he's not really evil for most of this movie. He's just, like, rich, billionaire asshole until he becomes right, a I mean, villain. He's, he, he, and then he's gone. He's less Dennis Nedry and more that lawyer who gets eaten off a toilet. Yeah, yeah, he, that 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 kind of works. I mean, he is very good as Harry Mudd, and I guess that means that if they do a new uh, Transformers cartoon with Cyclonus, he should play Cyclonus. anyway so we we open up jonas taylor is jason statham and i'm just going to refer to him as jason statham from now on because basically all characters played by jason statham are jason statham yeah he's like a deep sea rescue guy he tries to rescue like a, a crashed navy sub but as the as he's doing so, the ship is attacked by a gigantic creature, and he has to leave two of his two team members behind. And probably and... a couple other people, but he did manage to save, like, 20 people or something, but it's like... Yeah, I mean, he saved about... a bunch of people, but... But basically, everybody says, oh, hey, he left those people behind. He's He, he totally screwed the pooch here. So he basically goes into exile as a drunken... Uh, fishing boat owner in Thailand. I is he an owner? I thought he was just a repairman. I'm not sure exactly. I think no, he, he. I'm not sure exactly what he does. He's involved with this fishing he's boat. He's in Thailand. Has something to do with a boat. Somebody's yelling at him, and he's listening. It, it does to, not appear to be for sex crime reasons. And he's listening to "Hey Mickey" in Thai. There's a which, fantastic cover of uh, Tony Basil's Hey Mickey in Thai, which I cannot find anywhere. I know. Like, as soon as I got home from the movie, it's like, I want to find this. I want to either, A, find a legal version of the, the MP3 or actually rip it from somewhere. No matter where I looked, I could not find the damn song in Thai. I could find, like, no. there's like a Spanish cover or something. But and or maybe Portuguese and I'm bad with languages, but I could not find a Thai version anywhere. It's not on the official soundtrack. Yeah. Whereas and what else are you getting the official soundtrack to the Meg for? It's like they're promoting a song you can't buy. I know. They play it twice in the movie. Yeah, it's it, it's a it, well, it's it's Hey Mickey, so it's at least maybe not a good song, but it's an entertaining and annoyingly catchy it's song. Catchy. And just having it in another language, and you know what? It's like, that's always fun. Oh, yeah, and I forgot one of my favorite parts is that, like, nobody else sees this creature on the sonar, so they actually diagnose him with, like, ocean madness. <laughs> yes! I mean, they call it pressure-induced psychosis, but it's ocean madness. It's ocean madness. Anyway, it's years later, we're at this uh, this hydro base uh, owned by Winston Chow, and... Uh, they are, they've set up this giant thing and they are exploring, uh, what is the ocean under the ocean, which is kind of based on actual science. Yeah, cause it, it's actually in the book, sorta, but it, it's really vague. It's like, at the bottom, like, what is the thing? Like, so there are like lagoons at the bottom of the ocean in some spots. And this just posits right, a... that there's a really fucking huge one under the Marianas Trench. Right. It's, uh, they, they they use the word thermocline a lot. 
anyway, the whole deal with this is they are going to explore it, and they have sent down, like, what is basically a straight-up Lego AquaZone sub. <laughs> yeah, the, the the subs in this might, in some cases, be realistic, but every single one of the mini-subs looks so much like a toy. It's It's adorable and stupid. Yes, and so this is, they've sent this down with, uh, Statham's ex-wife, Hero's guy, and, uh, The Wall. And so they get down there, and they get attacked by something huge, and they lose contact. So they've gotta send, they've gotta somehow mount a rescue, and there's only one man who has ever taken a, a rescue dive that deep, and he is drunk in Thailand, and possibly suffering from ocean madness. Yeah, this from this point, it, it becomes obvious that this movie is embracing its cliches. And oh yeah, while it's not playing them entirely for comedy, it it owns up to the fact that yes, this is a cliche. Like when they get there and try and convince Statham, he says like, "You're going to offer me a bunch of money. You're going to say a bunch of things, and then I'm going to refuse, and then you're going to offer me something more, but I'm going to kick you out anyway." And I'm just going to drink a couple of ice-cold Thai beers. <laughs> but, like, it, it's playing the comedy straight, which is what makes this more entertaining. Right, I mean, this is, like, one... This is a high of a higher level than, say, your Sharknado's. Yeah, Shark Sharknado embraces Because, well, the, the movie stupid. recognizes that it's ridiculous. It's... The characters do not realize that the movie is stupid. Yeah, um, oh, what was, th- there was something else I saw recently that was like, effectively the same thing. What the crap was it? I'm probably um, not gonna remember during La- the episode. Anymore. Lava Lanchula? No, I think it was something I saw in the theater. Oh, jeez. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, so, they say, well, oh, well, you know, your ex-wife is there, so, he's, he goes, um, he goes down there and also, uh, Lee Bing Bing goes down there, and she is attacked by a giant squid. And so they immediately get sort of, like, flirty. Yeah, which uh, uh, is a thing that was actually surprising. Like, him and Lee Lee Bing, like, they actually had chemistry. I I will say this as an enthusiast of the Stath. (laughs) He is more charismatic than you initially believe he is. Yeah, well, uh, well, like uh, the transporter movies, he's kind of flat-ish. In I Crank, mean, he goes through so many emotions; it's hard to tell. <laughs> I mean, but, you but always this, get he, like he's, a, he's actually friendly and charming. Yeah, I mean, you always get a base level of competence from Statham. Like he's he's going yeah. he's going in there; he's going to give you what you want from a Statham performance. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's always kind of playing the same guy. Yeah, like many actors, but at least it's a likable version of action hero. Yeah, and he does have like surprisingly good chemistry with her and with her uh, with uh, her daughter, who is a not terrible kid actor. Oh my god, a, a child actor who doesn't annoy the fuck out of me—that's like one in a million, or well, maybe more one in a hundred. Like, uh child actors, there's just so many, many bad ones. And admittedly, the curve might be thrown off for me in, in my propensity to watch actual Japanese TV shows and things. And the child actors on, like, old Ultraman shows are so horrible. Like, there's there's generally two types of child actor, I notice. Like, they're underplaying to the point of they're barely acting, or they're fucking shouting every line. 
neither is good. No. Th- th- this, th- this child was an actual actor. Yeah. So, so they, he, he gets to the sub, uh, unfortunately, uh, this, the, the mysterious creature is attacking again. And, uh, so, uh, the guy from Heroes sacrifices himself, uh, by, uh, by locking himself in the sub. So they get away and he is eaten to death by what they now realize is a megalodon. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, first there's the, did, did you mention the, the giant squid that attacks, uh, Lee Bing Bing's I mentioned the sub? giant squid, yes. Okay. And then it yeah, is and, eaten and then... by the Meg. The Meg. Well, yes, a Meg. Because we're just calling it the Meg. Are, did they actually ever say that in the movie? Oh, they, they're, they're definitely calling it the Meg. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if they're, or if they just called it the shark. Oh no, they're calling it the Meg. Because there are different sharks. Yeah, so, he surprise, himself, and in the- stealing a plot device from Jaws, there's more than one shark. Yes. So they, in the course of this, this, uh, blows a, uh, like, heat vent that allows the uh, sharks to cross through the layer of cold water. And so they soon find that, uh, that a megalodon has escaped and just starts eating up a bunch of boats. <laughs> yes. And so they figure, you know, hey, we... Boats we- and leaving wreckage. Yeah, we, we gotta go, you know, we kinda did this, so we gotta go help them. So, and amusingly, one of the boats that they find destroyed is a, like, shark fin harvesting boat. Yay! The commentary upon bad fishing practices and, and things, which well, you is know, it, more of a slam on Japan than China. So, uh, that's oh, I, I, really, I thought that was more of a Chinese thing, the shark fin soup. I, I think it's more Japanese. I think. Ah, I I could be because wrong. I mean there there's definitely some like Captain Planet worthy dialogue where they're uh, talking about this uh, the shark fin soup. Yeah, and and earlier in the movie, um, Statham's wife mentions she was or no they mentioned was she was she the one that like worked for Greenpeace? Oh right, she was. Only they didn't actually say Greenpeace. She was in a not named Greenpeace who may have blown up a whaling boat. Yes, although you know. Shark fin soup, pretty terrible, and those guys definitely deserve to get eaten. Oh, yeah, you want to eat the whole shark? That's good meat. <sighs> so, anyway, they, uh, they track this thing down. They end up shooting it with a, a tracking dart, and then there is a whole rigmarole in which, uh, they have to lower this, uh, shark cage, which is more of like a big shark Pringles can. Yeah, it's it's a clear plastic squishy tube full of person. Yes, and uh and Lee Bing Bing is going to like fire a poison harpoon at this shark. Which is a good if weird enough plot for any other shark movie, but uh that's not where this one ends. No. Although the, so... the tube is conveniently just the right size to fit in a giant shark mouth. Yeah, although it's 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 a real shark choking hazard, because <laughs> yeah, it 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 gets there. It starts trying to trying to swallow this shark cage. Statham has to go in and save her. She does shoot the thing though, right in the like the meaty part of its mouth, which uh, yeah. made me wince a little. Yeah, this is like one of three or four instances where Statham has to jump in the water to fight shark. I I will note here that like the. This movie is definitely catering to the female gaze. 
Oh yeah, we or, may see or just the, nothing but the a towel gay, the, and, uh, Yeah, the gaze that likes gazing at males. Whomever you yeah, may be. The, the, well, maybe they've seen Marvel movies and learned, oh, people like man meat. Let's give them some. They do indeed. And man, Statham is in great shape. God damn, how the, how old is Statham? He's like, he's like pushing 60. He looks so good. He's not, he's 51. Uh, okay, oh, okay. I thought he was, I thought he was like 55 or something. But he's looking real good for 51. Yes. Also, one thing I've always appreciated about Statham, that guy is bald as hell, and he has never <laughs> attempted to hide it. <laughs> yeah. He's gone full Picard. Pretty much. I mean, I guess, hey, it makes him more aerodynamic when he swims. Hmm. But like the transporter, that was almost, that's over 15 years ago at this point. Definitely bald in those movies. I'm not sure I've ever seen him in a movie where he's even like wearing a hairpiece. Well, wasn't he, um, um, locked, stuck in two smoking barrels? It was like 20 years ago. Wasn't he bald then? I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure he's wrong. bald then. I'm kind of like, uh, like Bruce Willis alternates between having a bad hairpiece or just being totally bald. Yeah. But the hairpiece. Statham is unique work. in that he never goes for like the, f- he never goes full cue ball. Hmm. It's always peach fuzz. Yeah. He's always got the stubble. And I appreciate that. Full body stuff. As a, as a, f- being follicularly challenged myself. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he is in like a, 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 either tights or a towel for the majority of this movie. <laughs> so anyway, they, this, this, uh, poisoned shark finally dies immediately before it can devour her. So, so they get out and, uh, you know, they haul this, thing up on their boat they uh you know kind of goof around with it and then it is devoured by a larger megalodon which also devours the wall yeah oh i love that scene because they were taunting he was playing in the water kicking his feet up it's like oh he's gonna get eaten oh it's gonna be fun and he did yes yes he he died as he lived Anyway, so this, uh, it ends up also wrecking their boat. There's some, uh, some pretty neat, I, I like that the action in this is always very clearly shot. Like, Turtle Tob is not an auteur or anything, but he is a yeah. solid journeyman. So everything is shot very clearly. You always know what's going on and what people are yeah. doing. It's very clear. It, it also helps, like, with the, the shark. Like, the CG on the shark is really good, and it's just, it's a, it's a it's good stuck looking up shark. on the boat flopping around, and it, it looks real enough. Yes. So anyway, in the, in the disaster that results, um, the doctor sacrifices himself after redeeming himself for previously, you know, being all antagonistic with, uh, with Statham because he diagnosed him with ocean madness. And then he sees a giant shark and it's and, like, oh shit, you were right. Yes. And also Winston Chow gets it after a head injury, but he gets time for a dramatic death scene instead of getting eaten to death. Yeah. He dies of complications and, and the, cliched black guy who can't swim doesn't die he does not i really thought he was going to get it but no he lives to the end yeah and also cliff curtis uh lives which surprised me i thought cliff curtis was definitely going to get it oh yeah like this movie plays around with the known cliches yes although unsurprisingly no children or animals or women are uh devoured yeah, there, uh, there's, there's a scene later in the movie with the, 
annoying comedic fat child that oh eat the little fucker goddamn it movie <laughs> i was i was rooting for him to become a snack oh, <sighs> i like that uh i like was that the jenkins boy in uh in jaws yeah i, I think it's a jenkins boy much Kintner. railing in there. Oh, right. gotta cut that thing open there. The Kittner kid's gonna be spilling all over the deck. Oh, Kittner kid. <laughs> yeah, come on, just movie, just, just one dead child. That's all I asked for. Mm-hmm. Th- th- that gets you an automatic star up rating. <laughs> yes. So they eventually escape, uh, Rain Wilson calls in a helicopter, it drops a bunch of bombs. And, uh, so they get back to the base. They, oh. uh, they figure that, uh, you know, like Rain Wilson says, okay, you know, I'm calling in, you know, the, the Australians, the, the Chinese have like a couple of, uh, battleships headed towards it. We're good. We just have to get out of this base. But in fact, he sees this yeah, we as. Evacuate. Of course, he's, uh, fucking lying. Yes. So he instead heads out himself. So he is going to. Like, hire a bunch of mercenaries to kill this thing. Drop a bunch of bombs on it. And indeed they do so, except uh, when he sends a guy out to collect a couple of teeth, souvenirs, he finds it doesn't have any teeth because it's a whale. Because this movie has a surprising amount of whale murder in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the, the, there are... Um, are they humpbacks that are hanging around the sea lab thing? There are a couple of humpbacks like that are hanging around the hydro base, and they they get, like, names. And I figure, okay, it's going to be like Jaws 3 where there were dolphins that came back to save the day. Oh, yeah, there's and so, a lot of Jaws 3 in this movie, surprisingly. I mean, Jaws 3 also kind of has the hydro base. Yeah, although it's more of a sea world, but it, it's it's a lot of similarities. It's weird. But yes. yeah, humpbacks get eaten, they blow up this whale, at because they're doing it at night, because I think this movie takes place over the course of just two days. Yeah, th- yeah, these whales just get straight up eaten. I was kind of impressed by that. I mean, it's gruesome, but, uh, uh. Oh yeah, the CGI innards of a whale is really gruesome. Anyway, so yeah, they find out it's a whale, and indeed, uh, it turns into a giant whale carcass attracts a giant shark, and Rain Wilson just gets straight up devoured. Well, there's a recurring thing, like, smaller sharks show up, smaller sharks run away, big shark shows up, cause it's yes, scared of Yes, it turns out it's a sharks. recurring theme. Yeah, it happens three times, I think. Yes. So anyway, so they're back at the base. They realize that nobody is coming and that Rain Wilson is gone. So, like, we gotta take it upon ourselves to get this shark because it is headed straight for a Chinese beach. Yeah, cause they, like, Rain Wilson didn't call governments to tell them shit happened. And the, them at the Sea Lab, they try to actually call the Chinese government and they don't believe them because they're talking about a hundred foot long shark. <laughs> like, well, they didn't believe us. Yeah, I'm just going to type this up on my invisible typewriter. <laughs> so we we see there's a very long and actually pretty decently suspenseful scene of this shark just approaching this incredibly crowded beach. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's suspenseful. The problem is the shark doesn't fucking eat anybody at that beach. It just it eats some people some at that beach. Food. I don't, it definitely I'm not eats sure some it actually people. eats anybody. It knocks there's a lot of people a... into the water. Well, no, there's uh, okay, also it, that guy. Go- there is one. He does eat 
or she does eat the guy in the giant floating gerbil ball on top of the water. Yes, and I, I saw this in 3D, and there's actually a pretty good bit where it chomps down on oh, this I didn't... Like, inflatable hamster ball, and the cork thing shoots at you like a champagne cork. I didn't even know this was optional in 3D. It wasn't in my theater. Fuck! Oh. I was thinking, like, while watching this, this movie is what Jaws 3D should have been. There was some pretty good, like, harpoon shooting at the camera and such. I mean, the, the underwater oh, stuff. Fuck. And in fact, because of the 3D, I kind of saw it for free. Because the, uh, like, the what? first five minutes, I think the lenses were out of alignment, so the 3D was all screwed up. So, like, five minutes in, they they stopped it, rolled it back to the beginning with the correct 3D, and they gave us all vouchers on the way out. You got, for five minutes screwed up, and then they rewound, and you saw it in 3D. What the? Canada is so much nicer than America. Well, the bad 3D kind of gave me a headache for a couple hours afterwards, though. Well, I, I know that will happen. But God, it was like all double vision-y. But usually somebody goes out and complains more than five minutes, although... Every once in a while, they screw up the 3D in the previews and the movies. Yeah. So anyway, they're a bunch of like your stereotypical beachgoers. You got a, you got horny teens. You got comedy fat kid. Um, oh, and you've God. got a like a yacht full of rich people and and uh, they're like floofy little dog. Oh, the floofy little dog. Uh, Pippin, I believe, who I appreciate in the Pippin, credits. Yeah, Pippin the was... dog, as played by Karen the dog. Oh. A good, good dog actor. The the dog did very well. And that dog has to do a lot of swimming. Yes. Unfortunately, which, which I, is pretty much. I mean, as always in movies, uh, I am rooting for the rich people to get eaten, and they did not get eaten. No, they did not. I, I it kind of made sense why they didn't get eaten, but their boat should have at least been wrecked or something. Like, I wanted to see, like, for a movie with so much blood in the water, there's very little human blood and biting in the movie. Like, I think. Rain Wilson might be the only one really, really see get eaten on camera. Um, no. Well, no, we definitely see Norwegian fat guy get eaten on camera. Uh, oh yeah, there, there was that. But it, it, most of those are swallowed whole. We see well, I mean, limbs floating in the water at one point, but it th- there's a lot of whale. Blood I mean, this shark is so big; it's it's not biting into people. Yeah, th- that that's true. But like, um, there should have been like. Somebody like is floundering in the water, and but it turns out it's only the top half of them. I wanted a little bit more gore in the beach assault. Yeah, this is PG thirteen, <sighs> so it's yeah, not that's, quite. That's although, well, I'm one of to think the now. problems I, of this movie. Anyway, so they they get to this beach. They start playing uh, greatest hits a whale song on this thing <laughs> just before it eats like a bunch of people, which initially seemed a little impossible. Then I thought, you know. It's Thanksgiving. I'm about to go through, uh, for the salted cashews again. And then the turkey comes out of the oven. I'm going to the turkey. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, they, they got a bunch of torpedoes. They don't actually work on it. So uh, Statham takes it upon himself. He's got to slash the shark open with his sub. And while all this is happening, a bunch of he- news helicopters that have been attracted by this just straight up crash into... The boat, and I totally thought the that, shark was going to jump out of the water and grab a helicopter. Oh my god, yes. Okay, um, the the hel- multiple helicopters crashing into each other is from the book. Okay. But there was, there was, oh, the, there were so many scenes where it was the potential for the shark 
90-plus-foot-long shark to jump out of the water and eat a helicopter. That never happens. That was my biggest disappointment. I really movie. expected this to be the kind of movie where a shark eats a helicopter. I know. At least bite the tail off something. But no, that never happens. The I was expecting that from before going to the movie. There were two things I was hoping were going to be in the movie. And I was disappointed about. One, eating a helicopter. Two, in the book, in flashback or whatever the fuck, we have a Megalodon eating a T-Rex. That... Now, there's a problem with that. The fact that a T-Rex and a Megalodon did not exist at the same time period. No, that that's like but some Fred I... Flintstone science. Yes, that would involve a shark and a time machine or a T-Rex and a time machine. But seeing a flashback where it eats something prehistoric would have been like nice. a mammoth shark versus mammoth. Yes, something like that. But no, no helicopter, no T-Rex. Yeah, so but we, but... we do like Statham's shark. Statham's sub gets messed up because of something. So one of his little control fins on the side is ragged and turned into a sword. And he, well, a knife, a giant knife that he uses to knife fight with a giant shark. Yes. <laughs> so he slashes it open and then he gets out of his sub and just starts grabbing onto this thing and eventually stabs it in the eye with one of those poison harpoons. Yes. Statham in the water by himself, no sub, knife fighting with a shark. That. That was worth the admission price. I mean, I was joking before the movie, you know, that, I, oh, it's going to be like Statham punches a shark. And that's not far off from what happens. I know. I was, that was my joke, too. It's like, oh, Statham's going to punch a shark. As I was going to see it, I was telling people that. It's like, that almost happens. It's so good. And so, indeed, it is uh sharks to the rescue because this cut open shark just attracts a bunch of sharks that eat it to death. We do get like a nicely gory shot where there's like a live shark swimming up and out of the Megalodon's mouth. Oh yeah, that, that was nice. And like a, a pretty gross eye stab too. Yeah, well, but it's a shark, so you, I, it didn't really bother me that much. They have dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. Uh. Someone had to say it. And so yeah, um, so pretty, Basically, everybody who survived past Rain Wilson uh, survives the movie. They, uh, they're all bonding. Uh, they get onto the, the rich people's wedding boat. The dog survives somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good dog actor. The dog actually turned around while swimming in the water to swim away from the sharks. Yes. It's cute. And now Jason Statham and Lee Bing Bing are free to bang. Yay, because everybody else around them is shipping them, including her daughter. Oh yeah, she's giving him the uh, she's giving uh, Statham the sex eyebrows. Yeah, Statham's and ex-wife so, is shipping them. <laughs> yes, yeah, I really I was impressed. I really thought this was going to be a divorced couple gets back together because of disaster and or giant animal. Yeah, well, um, in the novel, she's remarried and kind of a bitch and gets eaten. So they changed okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I no like nobody's really a bad guy except for Rain Wilson, who is really just more of a dick. Yeah, it's it's more he's trying to protect his investment, and he'd be liable for all these deaths. So yeah, it, it's yeah, and not he, a yeah, and it's not even like a, oh, I I must you know I've got to capture that uh, that Meg and put it in my amuse in my amusement park. 
Yeah, well, that's an idea for like five seconds until the shark is actually out and eating boats. It's like, nah, that didn't work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that is the movie. There's, there's no stinger or, because we do like pan down into the ocean and I thought we were going to see like a third shark, but no. Did you stay to the end of the credits? I, I had to get up and go pee. I did. There was no, no credit scene. Okay. No, we're um, just, uh, we're just doing the shark the, movie. That's it. And then they close with, with, with yeah, uh, hey Mickey and Ty again. God damn it. Yes. I want that song. I need that song. That song is not going to be the ending song of this podcast because I can't fucking find it. Otherwise it would be. We'll, we'll have to settle for Hey Ricky. Hey <laughs> Ricky. Yeah, that'll do. Um, or, uh, or deepest bluest. Oh, yeah, I'll probably do that because it's funnier. Um, <laughs> There are like six novels in this series because in the book, at the end of this, like a, a baby shark swims out of the shark after Statham pilots his mini sub inside it and rips its heart out. <laughs> and ooh, I do want a sequel to this because it's, it's dumb fun. Like two sharks got out. Somebody had a baby. I would probably watch a sequel to this. Give us more Statham killing sharks. Yes. So I've got to say, um, like I am, I enjoy a good creature feature, and this really made me think of like late '90s, early 2000s, like theat. Like this is pre-sci-fi channel bad CG. Not that these didn't have bad CG, but there was a yeah. time, a time long past, when you could get like some some you know name actors and pit them against. Either a giant monster or a bunch of aggressive smaller animals, and you'd have a movie like Piranha 3D. I mean, that, I mean that is kind of an outlier because that was that was also a much harder R than any of these other movies. Yeah, that's the thing. I with a giant killer shark, more blood, more something. This this could easily have been an R, but but no. I mean, this really brought to mind like Anaconda or bats. Oh, Anaconda. Or, uh, or, or Deep Blue Sea. I I guess it's more like Deep Blue Sea in that I could maybe rewatch it. Anaconda's fucking boring. Oh, I love Anaconda. I don't remember Bats at all. Uh, Bats is, I think, yeah. is that Lou Diamond Phillips? Who is in Oh, it might be. I think I saw it, but I don't remember a damn thing about it. Yes, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Dina Meyer, and, uh, the warden from Shawshank. Oh. I think the, you know, Bob Gunn, he was also, um, the owl on, uh, Daredevil. Oh, right, yeah, that guy. Oh, and he's in a Demolition Man. If you've seen Demolition Man. He is? And he's the, uh, he's like the police chief. He's bald in that, which he usually isn't. Oh! That's what threw me off. Anyway, in bats, it's it's not like giant bats. It's like a bunch of bats that eat people. And yeah. Bob Gunton is, of course, the scientist who created the super bats. <laughs> and I believe is eventually eaten to death by bats. Uh, no, it, it's, uh, But it, it was a golden age of, like, big screen creature features with actual actors in them. Yeah. I'd also put eight-legged freaks up there. Oh, uh, that's... That, that's later period, um, the guys that made Godzilla in name only. Uh, Wait, that isn't Roland Emmerich, is it? I thought it was. I don't think so. It's not? No, that's, uh, that's David Arquette. 
Wait, David Arquette directed it? Oh, no, what? apparently it was produced. It was produced by Dean Devlin, who okay, was produced. like the non-Emmerich guy. But he is also kind of a schlockmeister. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's David Arquette, uh, Carrie Wurr, and a young Scarlett Johansson. Wow. Weird. And, of course, uh, Frank Welker as the Spiders. <laughs> oh, yeah, who voiced the shark? I the shark is not is not like stri- is not Jaws the Revenge roaring. The, the shark really isn't making any noise. Oh, oh, the lion roars from those movies. Oh. but it it is a silly movie, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is it's a cheesy B monster movie, well, giant animal movie that that's well done, stupid but fun. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, that is uh that is the Meg. I think we both enjoyed it. It's uh it's a fun August time at the theater. Yeah. Open your jaws so, wide, uh, eat some popcorn and watch the Meg. There there is a, there the the marketing campaign for this is quite amusing. Yeah. God damn, give me give me hey Mickey. Dang it. So, uh, until next time, I'm Rob. And I'm David. Man-made terror, hundred jaws of death, battle cross my depths, I 